Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. You know, the thing is, I was at an event a few weeks ago, um, or I think it was last week, actually. And one of the things that someone mentioned, the speaker mentioned was, um, this housing crisis, this long-term housing crisis that we have in the UK, right? And that he was mentioning, you know, he's built a, an incredible business in park homes. It was Alfie Best. Um, and, you know, you know, he's obviously built a huge amount of wealth from it. And he sort of said that that, that was the solution potentially to our UK housing crisis long-term. But I don't think we, we have a long-term housing crisis, personally. Um the reason why I don't think this is, yes, we don't build enough houses per year. The media tells us that all the time to keep up with population. But since like the 60s, global fertility rates have been cut in half. So obviously this is going to have, um, part of this is going to be because of birth control and, you know, societal shifts and cost of childcare probably too. <laughs> uh, uh, but this is the same time this is happening basically the same time as millions of people are opting out the labor force right which means we have an increase in sort of elderly dependent population which that in itself can cause economic problems um you know healthcare costs could strain resources um job sort of production slow down um but then from the tech side of stuff i think that we can look forward to like robotics solving the sort of the burden, as people call it, on sort of healthcare and the resources in healthcare, just all of tech, really, you know. Um, but the same time, sort of people are having less babies, we now have, you know, this sort of long term housing crisis. So people are having less babies, then we've got the growth of tech in like 3D print construction. So I don't think we're going to continue to have this housing problem, as they say. Uh, modular builds already speed up the process, reduce material and labor costs. Um, you know, 3D print is going to be like a rocket version of modular, in my opinion. So I think basic maths would say that in population is in decline and technology is growing faster than anything in history, then the housing crisis could potentially um, become more. Uh, I think the solution's already there. Um, I think, yes, it's going to take time because of the, how long they'd like to take with like legislation and stuff. <laughs> it takes forever. Um, but I don't think that we're in a situation as bad as people think. I think it's definitely an easy thing for um, people that maybe property educators or people that are in property to look for the confirmation bias to say, I need to keep building this and doing this because population's getting out of control and we've got no houses to house people. And I just don't think it's the case. I think that, you know, Definitely, we're going to become more of a renting nation, I believe, um, like Germany and Belgium and some of the other countries in Europe. I do believe that. But I don't think that, you know, people like, you know, yourself as an investor, me, um, James, like doing HMOs. I think we're already seeing um, a lot of sort of families now going back quite old school, living together and obviously HMOs. So I, I just don't think we have the housing crisis as people like to make out. So, yeah, I, I, I think that. There's a lot of stuff in the media, and I think that first and foremost, if this probably did start back in um, 2008 financial crisis when we started to see the real rich people stay rich, not go to prison, and just continue doing what they're doing. Um, 
nothing happened. I think that people start to lose sort of faith in the media slightly then. Um, and then I think 2020 <laughs> definitely welcomed people up to what, you know, information is being told to them. So I think that the best thing to do going forward is one, really be careful where you get information. It's hard to know what's real and what's not and how bad something is compared to if it isn't bad. And two, just really um, taking on board that and challenging the opposite opinion because you can turn on one news channel. America's worse for this than the UK, but you can turn on Fox News and CNN and get two different stories and like, or, or the biases lean towards one over the other. So I, I definitely feel that people need to really open their mind and challenge their opinion. Don't just listen to one person and be like, well, this is the way to do it. Think of like the other, uh, the other way and then go with like what you feel would be better because it's, it's so easy to just take on board what somebody's saying. Nobody is an expert in everything. Like there is no one who's an expert in everything. It's just opinion driven. Everything's opinion driven. The, you know, the fiat currency system is a confidence based system is opinion driven. As long as we have an opinion and that we have confidence in it, then it's fine. If we have an opinion that house prices are going to keep going up and everybody's on board with their opinion, then fine. As long as the banks are on board providing credit, it's fine. If as long as cryptocurrency has the opinion that people believe Bitcoin's going to go to six figures and seven figures and beyond, then that's fine. But everything is an opinion driven system and you need to challenge the opposite so you don't get caught out that's the way that's what i would say